When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Super Bowl Super Business Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. Uh, that's like double alliteration. Does that exist? Super Bowls. <laughs> double alliteration right after you get a haircut, which is a momentous time of year. Never, ever happens. Does, doesn't happen often. Does no. not happen so, often. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, congratulations on the haircut. Thank uh, you. What, what do you say when you go in? What, what, like, what's your instruction when you uh, it's have It's funny. Like, I'm usually like kind of embarrassed because it's a mess usually by the end of, uh, <laughs> by the end of the year. Uh, and this woman, uh, shout out to Astor Place. Um, she was like, well, when was the last time you had this cut? And I was like, uh, like 11 months ago. And she just like silently shook her head and <laughs> got the, uh, and got the scissors out. Um, but my head feels lighter. Uh, I'll say that it, uh, it definitely feels better. I took Jackson to Astor place years ago when he wanted his, uh, like the Smurf blue Mohawk. No, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cut was fine, but I don't mind telling you, my wife said never again. Can you, I mean, there was just I don't know. The stuff washed out soon, but it was all over his face. It was all over the place like it, where it should have been. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Super Bowl this week, my man. Uh, it I'm is. getting ready to go out. We are getting ready to go out a little bit later in the week. Have a big Super Bowl event out there. We have almost 200 people registered to our event. So Amazing. Be, yeah, it's going to be nice to see everybody there. But not surprised, by the way, from, from sold out Super Bowl ads on Fox. Doesn't matter that crypto's not around. But if you want to see why the NFL is the NFL, take a look at the sponsorship numbers this season. $1.9 billion in sponsorship at a time when perhaps we hear people might be pulling back on the ad budget. That's up 4%, 15% uh, percent ahead of the NBA. So the NFL being the NFL. Yeah, there's so many different ways. I said Super Bowl, super business. There's so many different ways that the NFL's business is is humming right now. And sponsorships are are, are one of them. Up 4% that there have been, as you said, the, the, the crypto crash, which has hurt a lot of big time Sports no advertisers, by the way, the NFL has, has there were a lot in the Super Bowl last year, but the NFL itself as a league has been able to. And, and, and I'm sure this was intentional, a large part of it, yeah. stay away from a lot of the crypto companies in a way that the NBA, for example, really has not. Um, so the, the the collapse of the of the crypto marketing dollar 
doesn't really hasn't affected the NFL in the way it's affected some other leagues. Uh, other spending is up. The the pandemic uh, is not over. I won't say that, but the way that leagues have come out of the pandemic, the NFL really seems to have skated by relatively unscathed from a business standpoint around the pandemic. There's just so many different ways to look at the way the NFL and, and where it is right now from a business standpoint. A, a lot of this sounds repetitive because it is the most valuable and the richest sports league in the world, but things are looking up from a business standpoint for the NFL for sure. All right. So if I say to you, the Surgeon General, do you know who the Surgeon General is? Uh, do I know who, who right what man now. or woman currently serves there? I do not know. Yeah, it's Vivek Murthy. Okay. okay. But still, I don't know why I'm at a certain age. Somebody says Surgeon General to me. I, I still think C. Everett Coop. Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> forever will be the Surgeon General. It's just one of those <laughs> things that was running around my mind I thought I'd share with you. Good. While good, you were yeah. talking there, but I've seen it, you know. <laughs> By the way, great data viz from Lev Akabas, as, as always. So how about the sponsorship categories in the three, three major sports? Yeah. NFL is led by... Not surprising, tech. Yeah, NBA also tech. Mm-hmm. MLB, interestingly enough, banks. Not tech. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not tech. Go to number two, betting and gaming, NFL, crypto for the NBA, and that's what you just mentioned. The NFL did not go there, so yeah. that will affect the NBA. Two for the for MLB, beer. Three for NFL is beer. Banks three for NBA. Insurance three for MLB. So I believe I saw Jacob. Uh, Feldman tweet that MLB very late to tech. Their number, they are the one, two, fifth highest sponsor there for MLB is tech. Meantime, it's number one and two. I mean, it's number one for the NFL and the NBA. And I'm trying for the life of me to figure out why is that? Is it as simple as the the I, I think the stereotypical demographic of MLB of older? It certainly could be part of it. Yeah, I think it definitely could be part. I mean, theoretically, the these leagues should not have the exact same top five list, right? They have. Very different demographics. The types of companies that maybe want to align with them should be theoretically different, right? The the I I think it makes sense to me that the crypto companies again. I think part of this is maybe the NFL telling its teams to to maybe let's let's hold a beat. Yeah, on they the were crypto. the NFL because of its dominant position can afford to take a more careful approach. Hundred percent. But in a world where everyone was equally eager, I think if I was a crypto company, the NBA would have been my first stop, right? It's a it's just a different kind of demographic. MLB would not have been my first stop, just given the 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 age range and, and, and the demographic of MLB fans. So yeah, I think in some ways the I would not expect that 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 that, that top five to be the same for all three of those leagues. One of the most interesting ones you mentioned there, Scott, is is number two for the NFL is betting and gaming. Betting and gaming. The NFL was... Whole hog absorption and adoption. 100%. And that's after being a lot slower. If you remember, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, was was on the cutting edge, the first major U.S. commissioner to come out and say, we need to legalize this and we need to to add it into the business fold of what we're doing. The fact that the NBA, the NFL waited years after that to really develop and hone its own sports betting strategy. And it's now the second biggest uh, sponsorship category. And again, in, 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 in an industry that is not legal sports betting in the U S in, in, in almost 20 States still, right? So it's not even a nationwide category in the way that alcohol or insurance or automobiles are. So really interesting for me to see the, the sports betting and gaming number two for the NFL. All right, let's look at some numbers uh, specific in those sectors. NFL, we said tech number one, 395 million, uh, betting 260 million, beer 211 million. So, I mean, makes sense, but you're, you're really starting to see uh, the difference in them. And then as you go down, 
telecom, insurance, soft drinks, banks, automotive, medical, and investment services. Yeah. You know what I expect to be? But you know what should be? I'm, I'm really shocked there's not a category right now for the mm. Super Bowl, at least one 30-second ad. What? Did something bad happen to you at Camp Lejeune? Are you not inundated with those commercials? Do you not watch the same networks as I do? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is this a class you, action military lawsuit? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, so, uh, there was something harmful in the water in Camp Lejeune. And I'm telling you, I don't. maybe it's because I watch a lot of re- reruns of Law and Order and some other. I, I don't huh. even know what networks I'm on. I am inundated with Camp Lejeune personal injury stuff. Oh, that's like interesting. If, you, if well, you've got Parkinson's or something, uh, you know, like, you know, call us. Or, you know, we're the top law firm out there. That you really don't see that? I don't know. I thought you were going to mention the is it he gets us the 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 religious ads that I see I see a lot of them. You know, I don't I don't know what the hell that is. Um, well, I don't know yeah, it's a, they're ads for I, it's it's some sort of I believe it's a, it's a, it's some sort of a Christian either nonprofit or or entity that is doing spending a lot of money for both in college football and in NFL games doing a lot of advertising there. That's what I, that's what that's interesting. That's what I thought you were going to mention because that is those are types of ads that I have not seen all that much in in in, in the previous decade or so that seem to be very popular right now. All right, let's look at the total sponsors, by the way, in league by league. So we already said, obviously, the NFL is up top, 1.9. Yeah. NBA 2, 1.64. I think we kind of see that coming. 3 MLB, 1.19. NHL, 753. MLS, 677. Yeah, it's, it's the same rank. If you were to take just average franchise valuations, it's the same rank. So NFL and then NBA, MLB, NHL, MLS. But the gaps there are, are they were surprising to me. Yeah. The gap between the NHL and Major League Baseball is essentially the same as the gap between the NFL and, 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 and ML, Major League Baseball. Um, and so it's essentially almost 2x from the NHL to, to, to baseball. That gap surprised me. MLS, very close to NHL. Again, you said $750 million for the NHL and 670 for Major League Soccer. And, and the NHL has... More clubs, right? Yep. Um, a few more clubs than, than MLS does. Um, yeah, I think that the, 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 that those are the two things that surprised me. Just the gap between the NHL and everyone else and just how narrow uh, the separation is between Major League Soccer and MLS. Right, and and NHL, sorry. All right, now look at top spending sponsors in the NFL in 2022. Number one, PepsiCo. Not surprised. You know, drinks and snacks, okay. Uh, two, AB, InBev. Makes perfect sense. Uh, also one of the top Super Bowl sponsors every year. Uh, three Verizon makes perfect sense. Four Microsoft, five Caesars. There's your uh, yep. betting. Six Amazon. Okay, get it. Seven Nike. Eight Cisco. There's your tech. Nine Apple. There's your tech again. And ten Molson Coors. So back to beer. I get it. I mean, I I I totally understand all of those. <laughs> I, I was waiting for one something to shock me, and I'm like, nope, that makes sense for all of it. And and going back to the Super Bowl ads for a second, sold out on Fox, not surprising. Some record numbers, a couple of those 30-second spots sold for $7 million plus. Um, people who watched last year will remember, I think, a lot of the crypto ads. I think crypto companies spent $55 million on ads just during the game. I better get last a floating year, barcode. I don't <laughs> care if it's not crypto. I want a, f- a floating barcode again. I mean, it's just that any company should definitely run and do that. There will be a lot less crypto ads at this Super Bowl. It sounds like there is going to be more liquor and alcohol ads, so beer included. Uh, it seems like is maybe the category that stepped up to take a lot of that crypto inventory, but... Uh, again, no surprise. A lot of this gets done even before the NFL season starts. But uh, and Fox sell out at, at some record numbers for the for the Super Bowl ads. And by the way, Mr. Novi Williams, I did take an unofficial straw poll of people around the hockey rink in Florida this past weekend because my wife was with me, 
And I brought up the fact that she made the podcast by sending me a text message that any company looking to get a Super Bowl ad would be wise to take out an ad making fun of Tom, Tom Brady's retirement. retirement. Yeah. And on last week's show, I said, I don't get it. Like, I, why, why are you poking fun at Tom? I, I, like, it didn't make any sense to me. And I told her as much. And I got to say, almost universally, everybody thought it would be good. There you go. So, so we'll see how nimble. I'm an idiot. The, uh, <laughs> Everybody's like, you know, multiple people said you're an idiot. I'm like, okay. Uh, we'll see how nimble those advertising um, executives are, right? I think most of these things get get set in stone months and months before the game happens. And and Tom Brady retired a week ago, but we'll see if someone wants to wants to go down that road. And, and imagine and Tom how. Tom sitting there. I know I retired, but I'm watching like a live commercial. But I'm so, like I sort of miss it watching this. We I think I can get back to the Super Bowl, and then the floating the barcode. Right? Yeah. Does that does that crash right there if Tom Brady does that? I think that works. I, I thought my idea was really good also to have the Look at you the, saying the, your the, own the, idea the, was very good. It was. I thought it was. Yeah. They're having the retired spokes candies, the MMs uh retiring I, I actually, in a selfie I think, video. I, I the think same you're right. Way. I think yeah. you're right. I like that myself. Yeah, I think there's I think there's ways to there's there's ways to have fun with this for sure. And one of the things we also decided to do this week was take a look at like what's next. Right. Yeah. We're, we're gonna start this whole series of stories on what's next. So what's next? Uh, in the NFL or in and around the NFL. We'll obviously do it this week for the Super Bowl. We can do the same for the NBA at All-Star uh, or Finals. But what's next? It's always good to look ahead. Too many people look back. <laughs> let's, look, let, let's look forward and try and yeah. be smart and make our readers smarter. And what's next? And you uh, did the heavy lift and did our week opening curtain raiser on sort of what's next in the NFL. So why don't you tell us the highlights of if I'm looking at the NFL and I'm sort of projecting now that they have their media deal is in place, they have long-term labor peace. Those are two gigantic components. Does that mean they get to rest on their laurels? Well, the answer is no. This is what's next for the NFL. Shoot. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, has, has for a long time held up this goal of, of $25 billion in revenue by 2027. Uh, and the league is about $19 billion right now. A lot of that is going to come naturally in escalators in the media deals, but they need more to get to that $25 billion <laughs> number. less than 25. So, so, so where does that come from? And I spoke with a number of people at teams, at the league central office, trying to get a sense of, okay, wh what are the most interesting buckets? What, what's been on the back burner for the past few years as you dealt with COVID media negotiations and labor negotiations? What's been on the back burner there that now gets on the front burner? And a few interesting ones popped up, Scott. One, this won't surprise NFL fans, international growth is a big one. That That is something that NFL owners are focused on both for the league as a whole and specific teams are, for example, the Cowboys trying to grow their footprint in Mexico, the Rams and the 49ers trying to grow their footprints in Asia. Uh, there, there's a lot of teams and the league as a whole that really does feel like there is more opportunity to, to, to grow the media business overseas, to grow the event business overseas, and to grow the marketing business overseas. Some other ones that popped up, Scott, Venture investing, we've talked on this show about 32 equity before, the, the, the venture arm of the NFL. Owners last la, at the end of last year uh, voted to seed 32 equity with another $160 million. That's $5 million from every team. The league is going to be doing a lot more of that. And if and I the, could jump in, by the way, yeah. because of the NFL's dominant position in some of these smaller companies obviously cannot pay for what a traditional you know, rights fee would be to the NFL. The fact that the NFL can get equity in companies and doing sprinkling it around you only have to get one right, right? You, 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 I think there's real potential for both the NBA and the NFL uh, in this venture arm 
to hit home runs. And by the way, they often work with the companies that they invest in there by giving it sort of a big tailwind, if you will, towards uh, profitability and the ability to scale. And there have been home runs, right? The, the on-location yeah. transaction has been great for the NFL and, and skills, the gaming platform that they invested in went public like a year after 32 Equity took a, took a position in it. So they, they've had some success already. A lot of owners look at this like international as long-term, right? This is not something that's going to pay off after. in two <laughs> years or five years, but you're, you're right. If you hit a couple home runs in a decade, could be really big uh, a creative growth. A couple other ones, Scott, that, that that jumped out in my conversations. People, there are a number of teams that need new stadiums, and some of those teams are in huge markets, like the Chicago Bears, like the Washington Commanders, the Denver Broncos. Getting those done uh, are really valuable to the league. If you think about what Stan Kroenke, what he built in LA, and what SoFi Stadium has meant for the league, not just for the Rams and the Chargers revenue, but also for the ability to hold an event there. The, the NFL's offices are, West Coast offices are right next door. There, there's a lot of ways in which brand new, glitzy, multi-billion dollar stadiums really do drive uh, significant revenue growth for, for teams and for the league as a whole. So that's a big one that's on the topic of a lot of people. There's some new media thoughts as well, Scott. What happens with NFL Network? Yep. Right? NFL Network and NFL Plus uh, are theoretically looking for probably at some point going to have a strategic investor of some sort. The NFL has been, been pretty choosy about who that partner could be. They've talked to, from what I understand, they've talked to pretty much everybody uh, and have not yet found a deal that they, that they really like, but there are some other media, media questions popping up as well. Uh, everybody's are, looking, are, go ahead. Are, yeah. Are we counting there when you say NFL, you know, network? Yes. But are we counting sort of that deal with Skydance? The, the NFL brand and the reality 100%. that can come from, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at Drive to Survive, the tennis, the golf, the this, I think the NFL has an ability to greatly uh, juice the reality programming that it, that it has, the behind the scenes that fans would absolutely just consume voraciously. So that hits both, that hits two of these buckets we've talked about. One being 32 Equity because the joint venture with Skydance seeded by 32 Equity. And then two being the, the, these new media opportunities. Yeah, everyone in the league says we need to do more with non-live games. Yeah. What does that look like? It looks like something like what Hard Knocks looks like or something less, you know, something scripted, but also using NFL IP, trying to grow those things overseas. Skydance is going to be instrumental I think in developing whatever it looks like to make the interactions with NFL fans a 365 days a year yep. thing and not just an 18 games a year thing. You know my deal. I want somebody to stream sort of like, you know, the quarterback uh, the hour before the game going to and the hour after the game going home. 100%. I, I think you'd get so many eyeballs on that, but you, you could probably get more eyeballs on that than some leagues get for their actual games. I think that's right. Easily. I think that's right. I mean, yeah. I, and I looked at Giannis Antetokounmpo FaceTiming with his brother and going to Chick-fil-A, whatever it was. People just want to know what the lives are like off the court and, and really see the nitty gritty. I think folks would love it. One last thing I'll mention on, in terms of the NFL's business in the next 12 months, the commander sale is something that everybody is, is, is interested in and curious about. Um, when the Broncos sold last year, $4.6 billion to Rob Walton, uh, it was the most expensive price ever paid for a sports franchise, uh, in history. And if the commanders do sell, and I know that that's a big, if, if the commanders do sell, it is going to set a new record for the most expensive sports franchise uh, you, ever you, sold. You just did my pet peeve. Uh Oh, you said so it's going to be a most new record. expensive ever new record. No, you ah. said new record yeah. records by their nature are new. Of no course, but I'm talking new. about an old record in the Broncos one, and this being a new record in the in the Commanders. Um, so, so there is also, I, I think, some in the league are expecting if that deal, 
if that does happen and Dan Snyder does sell that team, just another kind of big value growth that happens with everybody across the league when a team sells for a record. Uh, you and I discussed quite a few topics. I mean, we went way longer on the NFL, but yeah. who cares? It's Super Bowl week and and, and why not? Um we were also going to talk about Man City, Kyrie Irving, or you know my favorite, the uh, the right-handed defenseman in the NHL for yeah. for All Star Weekend. You tell me, I'm going to let you pick. And Let's by the way, do who Man do we got City. coming up? Let's do right, but who do we, but you, why don't you tease what we got coming up for the next podcast for Thursday morning podcast? Yeah, I'm, Speaking I'm of excited football about the NFL. this. We have um, Austin Eckler, NF Chargers running back, um, definitely the most accomplished football player we've ever had on the uh, on the Sportacast show. Is that by, true? Uh, we, know, we haven't had a, some more accomplished football players. I don't think we've had a more accomplished football player uh, than than him. Um, but also someone who is doing a lot of interesting stuff off the field. Uh, he has done a lot of work on Twitch, Scott. He is it's founded a new business trying to essentially link athlete creators like himself uh, to fans in a more direct way. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to have this conversation with him. I'm sure he would rather be preparing to play in this game than preparing to join us on the Sportacast. But um, we don't Oops. have active. Uh, it's Kim, and I forgot to tisk, not to mute tisk, myself. Tisk. We don't have active NFL players all that often on the Sportacast, and I'm excited to uh, to break down off the field uh, with Austin next week. Later uh, uh, this week oh yeah, yeah, you know who if he who someone who is preparing for the game, and I'd like to have on the on the show is Indomitian Sue. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, we talked to him at other events that we've done, but we haven't done here. So what do you want to talk about? I mean, it's your call. Let's, let's do you Man, Man City. City Kyrie yeah. Irving, right-hand defenseman. You want to I do Man City? The, I, th I feel Man City news, for folks who did not see it, um, the Premier League released uh, its findings from a multi-multi-year investigation into allegations that Manchester City uh, and its owners, sovereign wealth from, 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 from UAE, that they have been skirting... That they have been skirting the financial fair play rules in in Europe uh, for years, and, and this is something that has been much discussed, not just with Manchester City, but with a number of the other biggest, richest clubs in Europe. And the feeling I think has always been that these rules are not particularly well enforced. And this is the certainly the strongest the Premier League or really any European league, to my knowledge, has ever come out with potential penalties. There's over 100 allegations in here. The penalties include potential expulsion from the Premier League, uh, which which would certainly be insanely drastic. But we're going to see when an independent commission goes through all this stuff, what the end result is. And there's but, no there's no appeal to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which has happened previously. Where, exactly. You know, they, they went on a technicality here. Can I read our graph just for the fun of it? Just, yeah, to, yeah, just to size yeah. and scope this. Yeah. The, this is according to the EPL statement. The club has failed to give a true and fair value of the club's financial position, failed to include full details of manager and player re remuneration, failed to comply with UEFA's financial fair play regulations, and failed to cooperate in Premier League's investigation according to the statement released by the league. That's yeah, a lot of failing. That's pretty, yeah, that's that's pretty explicit. And, and for folks, for American listeners who, who maybe don't understand exactly how things work over in Europe, instead of having a hard cap or even a soft cap in the way that American sports do, teams are allowed to spend requisite to what they bring what in. What they bring in. So yeah. the more the revenue you is, bring in, the more you can spend. Imagine that U.S. sports, though, because there are so many entities tied to the team as we use in our valuations, all team-related entities, it'd be so easy to take the money in on one and not have a count against the team. 100%. And, and, the, and the, the question here for Man City is when the Emirates Airlines decides to sponsor the team on a jersey, are they paying what they normally would or because it's also controlled in the same business empire as the owner of the team, can the owner of the team essentially pay himself 
a lot more money that makes his revenue look bigger so that next year he can then spend more money on players. Uh, And again, this is something PSG has been accused of this ever since uh, the the, the Qatari uh, sovereign wealth fund bought into PSG. But again, this is, these are rules that have not been particularly well enforced across Europe. And if they are, if this is a new era and potentially these are going to be enforced more, I think one of the big questions is what does this mean for Newcastle's plans? Like yeah. just just purchased by the Saudi Arabian uh, sovereign wealth fund PIF, a lot of people expected the the, the Saudi game plan to be very similar to what Sheikh Mansour uh, did with Manchester City over the past decade, and maybe that becomes a bit harder to uh, maybe the playbook becomes a little bit muddier if in fact the Premier League and UEFA suddenly care more about financial fair play than they did over the past five years. Since we're talking about financial fair play and the word fair is in there. I think it it would only be fair for me to also read the statement from the club in response to the allegation. And I quote, Manchester City FC is surprised by the issuing of these alleged breaches of the Premier League rules, particularly given the extensive engagement and vast amount of detailed materials that the EPL has been provided with. The club said in a statement. So they're saying, really, we're so surprised. We've been cooperating. We can't believe you did this. That's yeah. in essence what it says. And by it, the way, I'd like to point out that I got every word of that statement right. This is another like little tangent thing, but bugs the heck out of me. I would say more than 50% of the time when you're watching TV, a sports center or something, whatever, and I don't mean to pick on ESPN. It could be any entity. But when they put like a statement from the team or a player, when they read it, they always miss a word or get a, a word that's not there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I, I love when you see the statement because I'm like, let's see which one they screw up and they forget a word or they add a word or that's not what it says. I marvel. I marvel at that. Happens all the time. Was that aside just to praise yourself for properly reading the statement? Yes. Yes. I want I want everyone who listens to know that the words I spoke are exactly the words verbatim. that appeared verbatim from the statement. This is not me adding one, subtracting one, editing. This is what the statement says says that's amazing that's amazing yeah. so so yeah we can move on from manchester city but i do think that if this is indeed the the signal of something more to come this is a very big deal in european soccer all right we're gonna pass on Kyrie irving just because of time like we'll, we'll, we'll talk Fair. about sort of player control and you know i i always remember dan gilbert telling me years ago lebron doesn't have a boss remember that one you know it's clearly Sai frustrated on this one they didn't send Kyrie to the Lakers but shipping him to Dallas mm-hmm. uh risk by Mark Cuban wants to keep Luka Doncic happy and and add talent to the team all right we'll see how that works out but let's take one minute to talk about right-handed shooting defensemen because this is something i'm sure nobody or no, I shouldn't say nobody very few people who listen are thinking about this that it doesn't matter like if you're a right-handed shot or a left-handed shot but here's the facts if you are a right-handed shot defenseman in the NHL, you are a more valuable commodity to teams. And it doesn't matter if you're a centerman, lefty-righty, that doesn't matter. But when the puck's coming up the boards, you want to be on your strong side. It's much harder to take it on your backhand. So that is, let me see, what do we got here? Average salary of a right-handed shot defenseman, $3.7 million. Lefty, 3.25. So you're talking half a million dollar difference. By the way, of all the skaters in the National Hockey League, 61% of them are lefty. So it's 61 to 39, yet the 39 making more money uh, from the right shot defenseman. So, ha, that's yeah. a, that, that's what you're just like the left hander in baseball. You, you, know, you, you see people forcing their kids to throw lefty, put those hockey sticks, flip them around to the right side. That's where the value. And by the way, there are, uh, as we just said, way more lefty defensemen in the NHL. Seven of the 10 highest paid defensemen 
right-handed check. It, it's an interesting study in, in in basic economics, right? The first rule you learn, supply and supply demand. And demand. There's yep. way fewer defensemen that use right-handed sticks, and as a result, they get paid more. The funny thing, Scott, is, is the idea that if, if parents who know this at a young age are trying to, to work their way, work their kids to the other side, if too many do that, then we might flip the balance the other way and suddenly the the, le- the left-handed stick defensemen are are, are paid more. Um, but a really interesting little look at, at, at handedness is not, in baseball, it's a big deal, right? You're, you're not going to see that many yeah. uh, left, left-handed third basemen and things like that. Um, but there's not many sports in which uh, handedness is, is this kind of directly correlated to position and therefore also related to scarcity. Uh, and the NFL, NHL seems to have, uh, you know, it's an interesting little kind of subset of economics. If you've ever seen a defenseman at the point try and corral kind of a puck that's been whipped around on his backhand or her backhand (laughs) and try and walk the line to the center of the ice and get a decent shot off, uh, and no, no offense to uh, you know my, my son's team, I've seen it a lot. <laughs> um, sometimes it goes awry, and the team's going the other way, either break away two on one, three on two, because that defenseman just didn't quite corral that puck. So we, even us, by the way, we we try and when our coaches at our age are trying to balance a roster, you don't want an offside defenseman. Yeah, we we try and have you know righties and lefties paired together. So. Well, I, I was glad walking around telling all the right shot defensemen you have a opportunity when you progress <laughs> to, to make, make more, more money than your, than, than your friends. Right? Good stuff. All right, what do you? You're, you're what? Right hand shot or left hand shot in your street? So, so I am a I'm a righty, so I write with my right hand, and I also use a right handed stick, which is yeah. so um, more valuable. Good for you. Yeah, I knew. Just I knew back then that yeah. the, the salaries in my ball hockey. But that you know it's odd because uh, I mean the whole reason for, for it. Me. The reason for it is that the dominant hand generally goes on the top of the stick because you hold it one hand when you're skating, whatever. So most right handed players have their right hand on the top, so their left hand is on the bottom, makes you a left-handed player. You, of course, for which does not surprise me, uh, is flipped. You're a little bit odd. Yeah, I didn't do the right thing. I, it, it also seems like there's maybe uh, a, a, a a Canadian versus American standard thing here where, where more Canadians put the dominant hand on top and, and increasingly more Americans are doing the opposite, doing what I do, which is putting the dominant hand lower. I don't know. I, we, we couldn't find in the data, or at least it didn't seem in the data to be that much, but anecdotally... At least two of the people that I talked to mentioned that they thought there was some kind of a difference between the way that young Canadian children are learning about handedness relative to the way that young American children are learning about handedness. I can sing all the words to O Canada, and I like the tragically hip. That makes me part <laughs> Canadian, and therefore I do it their way. He is Eben Novi Williams on the Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. I am Scott Soshnick on the Twitter at Soshnick. Our producer is Matt Whitehurst. Thank you very much, Matt. Digital media editor, Cora Veltman. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sporticast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.